the Greyhound to the county line She's reading Marx and Lenin all the time She says, Jesus freak, you're such a fool I say, Satan loves you, thinks you're cool She's a socialist of the highest degree I'm a communist her mother hates me You're an anarchist You don't want anything from me I'm a Satanist At least that's what I think I might be yeah. Well, that's Vix And that's Asher And, and this, this is Speak of the Devil, devil. <laughs> Oh shit, that may have peaked Yep So, after my while the audio freak out. <laughs> we are back. Um, I think that we're a little more alert this week. A little more peppy. I still haven't finished my coffee. I know. Well, okay, well, I'm alert and peppy. We're both sitting here in bathrobes without our eyebrows drawn on because we're goths. And goths don't have eyebrows until they get drawn on. It's, it's a fact of life. It is, it is. Uh, and as you know, all goths are Satanists. Yes. And all Satanists are goths. Yep. And I'm completely lying out my ass right now. Yep. No, we have lovely <sighs> friends who wear color. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. I even wear color. I was wearing a white dress with pink flowers the other day. Yeah. Yes, it looked um, very Stepford wife. With my inverted cross hanging between my titties. Yeah. Lovely satanic Stepford wife kind of look. Always a good thing. Yeah. I um I went out of my way to wear a uh, sort of burgundy plaid shirt to Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because I was trying to not look like a complete goth. And then we ran into some lovely lady who used to be a death rocker. And yeah. It, yeah, it turned out I didn't need to try yeah. to not scare people at that Thanksgiving. It was a very hippy-dippy, very Bay Area, West Coast Thanksgiving. Yeah. Vix was super confused. Well, someone showed up to Thanksgiving in a unicorn horn. Yeah, and I didn't even blink. And I was like, well, that's inappropriate, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, baby, welcome to the West Coast, where all is permitted and nothing makes sense. <laughs> Goddamn <laughs> unicorns. So, um, actually, speaking of the West Coast <laughs> and of Satanists who are goths but would probably hate to be called goths um, i mean okay technically he was goth before goth was even a thing yes. so he's extra goth uh yeah today we're going to talk about anton xander levey that motherfucker that motherfucker um we are going to be talking about sort of a cut rate crowley 2.0 it's true wannabe gomez adams Yep. Founder of the Church of Satan. Yep. And thus, we must reluctantly admit, father of modern Satanism. In some ways. Yeah. But, you know, we have daddy issues. (laughs) (laughs) As Satanists, we have daddy issues. I don't have daddy issues. No. That's why I said as Satanists. Like, my my literal dad is really cool. Oh, yeah. No. Sorry. And your literal dad is really cool. Yes. But the father of modern Satanism is not. So much. Darling, you're, like, missing my jokes, so I think you should stop playing Design Home. Fine. 
we have a problem with a little app called Design Home. Fine. <laughs> anyway, so I've been really kind of on a LeVay research kick for a little bit. Um, possibly because it was Halloween. That's fair. And he's very, like, cheesy, spooky aesthetic yeah. in a way that's kind of fun. Like, that that's one thing I'll give to this guy. Yeah. He's kind of fucking fun. Yeah. He's a he terrible a person. Shit. He wasn't a good person. Now, when we say a terrible person, like, this is the thing with LeVay, though. Because the media and the Christian right really thought he was much worse than he was. Yes. He wasn't a murderer. He wasn't, he wasn't, you know, human sacrificing people. Well, he kind of was, but by magic. Yeah. Which we'll get into later. But no, he wasn't, you know, slaughtering virgins or what have you, or eating yeah. unbaptized babies. He was just being a dipshit. Yeah. Um, and a dick. Yeah. He was, he was kind of just like a douchebag. With a shaved head. And a goatee. Yeah. Which is a very, it's a very douchey, I mean, it's a little like Walter White. Like goth Walter White. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, LeVay, how does one begin with him? Because the problem is, when you start trying to talk about his early life, there's kind of this thing where he probably made a lot of shit up. Yep. So... Because he was always lying. <clears throat> he was always lying. I mean, one thing that we know is that he was born Howard Stanton Levy. Yeah. Um, and... Let's see. I feel Just like if Pulling you're... up... Yeah, he was born in Chicago, Illinois. Um, but they were moved... They moved pretty early in his life to the San Francisco Bay Area. Yeah. Um, and he was allegedly, one of his earliest interests was music. Yep. Um, and this is one thing we, that we do know about him, is that he, he could play some instruments. Including, like, the calliope. Right? Yeah, calliope and the pipe organ. Like, he, he wasn't going to play... Basically, he seemingly only wanted to play the most Vincent Price-ass instruments possible. Which, again, very in character. Very in character, and, you know, valid. Yeah, no, that's like honestly fair. Probably the coolest thing about LeVay is that he played the pipe organ and the calliope. The calliope is a great instrument. Yeah. Um, and then... He... Was in high school, but then maybe he ran away to join the circus. We're not sure. But we're not sure. I mean, honestly, it's kind of interesting how little of a paper trail we had on this guy for a while. Yeah, I know. I'm... So the thing about LeVay and the circus is based on some stuff that we do know... Uh-huh. It actually does kind of make sense. Yeah, and I mean... Like, playing the calliope supposedly was his end to the circus. Yeah. He was, you know, playing music. And then supposedly he was, like, a lion handler for a little bit. Which sounds very, like, you know, some shit that LeVay would make up to make himself sound like a badass. But I've seen the footage of him playing with his literal pet lion later. 
Yeah. And I kind of feel like he has to have gained that level of comfort with a goddamn lion from somewhere. Yep. And he wasn't, like, getting mauled. He wasn't... <laughs> well, we'll get into LeVay and his goddamn lion later. He wasn't a perfect lion owner. <laughs> If such a thing can be said to exist. But, you know, he he kept a lion for a while and didn't get killed. So, so that's impressive. It's impressive, and I feel like that actually lends some credence to his, like, I was in the circus story. Yeah, which, I mean, honestly, <coughs> in the 50s, not wildly impressive, really. No, it's really not. Yeah, you were in the circus, big well. Yeah. Um... um so, one of, supposedly, this is like his cute little uh, story about, um, oh, sorry, I just looked at my reference. He wasn't a lion handler, exactly. He was a cage boy in a big cat act. So, that would tend to get you comfortable, I think. Yeah. Also, the... <clears throat> Cage boy is a hilarious phrase. Do you want to be a cage boy? Do you want to be my little cage boy? <laughs> I don't know what it entails. Well, I assume that I put you in a cage. I could, I could deal with that. You could go for that. Okay, cool, cool. Um, <clears throat> so, right. Um, LeVay's little, like, cutesy story about his time in the circus is um, he was also playing pipe organ for a tent revival at the same time, yes. supposedly. And he became very cynical about Christianity because he saw the same guys at Tent Revival as at the carnival, you know, just behaving in completely different ways. And he was seeing these guys, you know, with their wives, like, repenting all their sins or whatever on From Sunday. Saturday. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know... The sins of Saturday on Sunday morning. Yeah. And then next Saturday, they were just... Back back yeah, exactly. So this is what LeVay claims. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's a cutesy story. Um, so more shit that he made up, and this one I would say we're pretty sure he did make up. Um, he claims to have been playing organ in some burlesque houses in Los Angeles and um, thus have had an affair with briefly briefly with the then unknown Marilyn Monroe when she was supposedly dancing at the Mayan theater. Problem with this is everyone who knew Monroe was like that didn't happen. And the manager of the Mayan theater was like, she was never one of my dancers. And in fact, um, my theater was never a burlesque house. So fuck you. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Levee. Um, and then it, in more shit that he possibly made up, LeVay claims to have worked as a photographer for three years for the SFPD, mm -hmm. um, which supposedly, you know, he was seeing gruesome murders and yep. taking pictures of little, like, dismembered children or whatever yeah. for the police and this really, like impressed upon him that man is but an animal and blah blah yeah. blah but that probably didn't happen there's no record of his employment yeah. also i think i figured out what some of the banging is careful about setting your phone down on the oh that's what the obnoxious banging noise in the background is 
I'm sorry. It's okay. The, I need my phone so that I can... Yeah, just touch down gently or anywhere else. Oh. As, as you were saying, though. Right, so... Um, dismembered children. Dismembered children that he probably did not see or take pictures of. Um, but Or at least not with the SFPD, so I really hope that he wasn't, wasn't. otherwise seeing and taking pictures of You know what would be really funny? <laughs> what? If he was, like, <clears throat> working for, like... Some totally other, like he was working for the Chicago PD. <laughs> I I don't know why he would I, not just cop to that. I mean, he would, but yeah. that's a funny concept. It is a funny concept. Um, he also got into being a uh, psychic investigator. Yep. And it's, that's a claim. It's a claim. Well, I kind of I believe a little more. That he was working as a psychic investigator at all than that he was doing it in uh, association with the SFPD. Yeah. Um, because this fucking dude was making money somehow. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I don't know. Maybe he was just a bank teller or something. Like, Or maybe he was just, like, playing the pipe organ. Yeah. <clears throat> but he... So he did kind of become a local celebrity because he was doing... Paranormal research and yeah. performing as a pipe organist. Um, as one does. Playing the Wurlitzer and just like, you know, he was he was into being kind of a local weirdo. Yeah. He had this black Victorian house in San Francisco, which sadly is no longer standing. They tore it down. It's a shame. Womp womp. It, you should look at pictures of LeVay's house it's cool looking <coughs> gosh pardon me and um you know you went inside and it was kind of furnished to look like the adams family yep because really that was kind of the main thing that LeVay wanted um yeah was to just like be super cool and weird and spooky and freak people out yeah <laughs> And, uh, yeah, he, he had a pet lion, as we mentioned before, yeah. which didn't go over all that well with the neighbors, and there was a bunch of drama with that that we'll get into. As you might imagine. Yeah. But the point I'm getting to is somehow, whatever he's actually been doing for money, for his career, yeah. whatever his actual influences are, he ends up forming... Well, at first he sort of ends up establishing himself as this, like, local eccentric... Yep. And then he ends up forming the Church of Satan. Yep. And now... Hmm. So he, he pretty much, he starts presenting these little lectures on the occult. Yep. And um, then on Walpurgis Nacht, April 30th, 1966, yep. he shaves his head in the tradition of ancient executioners and Which... declares the founding of the Church of Satan and proclaims 1906 as the year one Anno Satanus. Now, what's really funny about this is that he actually shaved his head because he lost a bet. Oh. <laughs> but he just spun it into that. Which I kind of respect. Yeah. Like, lose a bet, be forced to shave your head, and then just be like, it is the year one, Anno Satanus. <laughs> I am the Black Pope of Satan. 
See, I just thought it was because he was going bald. No, he lost a bet. Well, we know what the bet was. No, we don't. Um, apparently, he wasn't going bald so much. Um, in the documentary I was watching the other day, okay. he had he was described as having like very thick curly hair. Okay, because I feel like I've seen photos of him where you can see the hairline receding. Oh, okay, the hairline might have been receding, but like yeah, this neighbor lady was describing him as having like a lot of curly hair. Okay, which. Kind of makes sense. Um, yep. Uh, I'm trying to remember what they say. Um, yeah, he had like a lot of Russian, including Russian Jewish uh-huh. in his family. Okay. Actually, um, I believe he was not Jewish himself, but he talks mm-hmm. about having Jewish family members. Yeah. And also Christian family members. Anyway, so he's shaved his head, (laughs) now that we're, the the debate about what LaVey's hair might have been like is a sign. You can find photos. You can find photos. Really? Yeah. LaVey with hair? Google it for me. All right, darling. I'm going to keep talking. Yep. So, right, he's shaved his head, Um, he ends up performing a satanic wedding ceremony, which gets some media attention. And he's, you know, the L.A. Times and the San Francisco Chronicle are calling him the Black Pope. Um, The first satanic baptism. Oh, yeah, his hair's receding, but, like, wow, well, okay, the one where he's young? Uh Uh-huh. He's kind of a dish. What the hell? I mean, you probably don't think he's hot, but I... No, I I get it. I'd hit that. Wow. I'd hit it if I could top. Okay. Valid. <laughs> Valid. Anyway. Yeah, no, we're both right. There is both a lot of dark curly hair and also it's receding at the same time. Yep. He looked better with it. Yeah, no, he That's looked, weird. He looked better with hair. Okay. Anyway. Yep. Um, so I was saying, yes, yeah, so he's starting to perform satanic wed- weddings. So he does the first uh, satanic baptism for his three-year-old daughter, Zena. Mm-hmm. Um, which Zena described in the now somewhat suppressed introduction that she wrote to LaVey's book, The Satanic Witch. And you can <clears throat> see why it's suppressed. Yeah, you can see why it's suppressed. It's it was definitely a little weird because it's like this little like blonde, angelic looking three year old, um, and you know. LeVay, for his ceremonies, would always use a nude female altar. Mm-hmm. So he'd, he'd have a naked lady lying on the altar. And um, Zena was, like, talking in the introduction mm-hmm. about, like, sort of relishing the fact that she was the center of attention more than this naked lady. Mm-hmm. Which, like, when you're a three-year-old and you sort of understand that that's... Creepy. Like, that you're sort of competing for yeah. attention with a sexual object and you feel good because you're winning. I don't know. Just the way she wrote about it was weird. It, it's creepy. It was creepy. But, you know, people probably freaked out about it for the wrong reasons, to be honest. Because it's all like, oh no, you're dedicating this poor child to Satan. And that's not really the issue. It's, yeah, the it's not really the issue. The issue is like... Maybe be age appropriate ever. Yeah, no, like, you know, no, like, don't 
Maybe not the naked female altar for the baptism. Maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, if it's an adult baptism, sure. But, but for yeah. baptizing little babies, yeah. maybe, you know, use a clothed altar. Or yeah. maybe even don't use women-like objects. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Although, we're going to talk about nude altars a little bit. Yeah. Um, so there's a documentary I was watching um, from around this time. It's called... Satanus, uh, the Devil's Mass, I want to say. Mm -hmm. Let me look this up so I get the t subtitle right. Yeah. Satanus, the Devil's Mass, documentary about LaVey from uh, 1970, which was honestly really worth watching. Mm -hmm. Quite a good documentary, total eye candy, really enjoyed it. It doesn't have any narration or voiceover at all. Yeah. It's kind of just pointing the camera at LaVey and LeVay's... various people in the Church of Satan and then, like, LaVey's neighbors. <laughs> and some of that shit was really funny. Yeah, like, the <clears throat> complaints about him not, like, keeping the property up. Properly. Yeah, no, they're like, oh, he, it's horrible. He's not keeping the property up at all. And... He's lowering the neighborhood property value. Yeah, especially this one fucking, like, older dude is just hilarious. Um, and then they're angry because there's a lion being kept in LaVey's house and it's, you know, yeah. roaring in the middle of the night. But it's funny because some of the neighbors are, like, really upset and some of them are kind of, like, getting a kick out of it. Yeah. Like, they think it's it's just a giggle and they're like, oh, he's he's really a nice man. Yeah. He looks so scary, but he's, he's such a nice man. And yeah. I, I suppose it's okay to have the lion. It's not hurting anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but what I was going to say regarding nude altars and children, um, there's a story in that documentary about, um, they were performing one of the satanic weddings, I believe, mm -hmm. and the neighborhood kids are like crowding around and peeking through the windows. And, um, this was happening on a day when the police had been called regarding the lion. Yep. And the kids go up to the cops and they're going, mister, there's a naked lady in there. And the cops are going, yeah, right, kids, whatever. And then they go in, and there is, in fact, a nude female altar. Yep. And um, they were they were pretty shocked, uh, which I think is funny. Like, if you've been called to go collect someone's pet lion, yeah, I feel like you should be prepared for pretty much anything. Yeah. Pause for a minute, darling. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We're back. Yep. So, I made Vix go drink a little more coffee and take his ADD meds. And put down his phone. Yes. So that he would pay attention to my lovely jokes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we were kind of discussing... Um, LaVey's neighbors and sort yes. of this milieu that was beginning to grow up around him. Yeah, he had kind of a, he was a charismatic guy. He was charismatic and he had, you know, kind of a, a fun, fun group of people around him. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. I'm just pulling up a reference on when Mansfield 
came into the okay, picture. Okay, so she was she was pretty early in this because she was yeah she was dead by sixty seven. So Jane Mansfield and there's a really fun little documentary by the way called Mansfield sixty six sixty seven which is yep. all about her weird encounter with LeVay, yes. basically. Um, so her star was kind of waning a little bit Yes. in 66. And she was in San Francisco for this film festival. But yep. she kind of hadn't been invited exactly. And they ended up like basically going, ma'am. We're going to need to have to ask you to leave because <laughs> she was kind of wasted and on drugs and like doing the making thing. a scene. And <clears throat> it was like a sort of weird, it was like Sundancey artsy yeah, film festival. She was just ruining the vibes. Um, so she's like, fine, I'm going to go visit the satanic priest um, because she really. Jane, she was so sweet, and we love her, but she was a giant attention whore. Which, you know what? That's not valid. You know? That's your career. Yeah. Um, So she pretty much goes to see LeVay, probably thinking, like, well, this'll get me some press. Yeah. And LeVay's like, this is getting me some press. And also... But what's weird is they kind of hit it off, to be honest. Yeah. Now, we're not sure if they actually had a sexual relationship. Yeah. I'm guessing probably not. What is certain is LeVay would definitely have liked that. Because pretty much... I feel like he never got over Jane, honestly. No, I also feel like he <coughs> had very much a type. He, yeah, he did very much have a type. In fact, you know, by his own admission, he had a type. He has this story he tells about you know being a teenager and being at this party and this sort of like sort of big plump healthy blonde girl is like wrestling with some guy just playfully and like her skirt flies up and he sees her panties and from that moment on he was just really into busty sort of busty well it's like you said polish milkmaid kind of Buxom, <laughs> buxom, like big, blonde, fleshy blonde. Yeah, yeah. Um. So Jane was definitely his type. Yeah. Um. And but yeah, they they strike up a friendship, and it really seems like they're getting along. And Jane likes the lion, and she likes Levee, and they're taking all these really fun publicity Ooh. shots with each other that it, you should Google. They're fun. Jane, because he's like, he's in his fucking like cape and his fucking cowl with the devil horns on it, which is ridiculous. Which is ridiculous, and she's sitting there like on his carpet, like holding this like skull candle, and he's looming over her like Dracula with his cape outstretched. And honestly, they look like they're having fun. Yeah. Um, and there's also a really funny picture somewhere of that's um, more casual, more candid, where. Um, LeVay is holding, like, Jane's creepy little rat-like dog, and <laughs> Jane is standing next to him, and it's, it's just cute. They look like they're in the kitchen, maybe, or something. It's just, yeah. like, very casual. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, Jane's partner and lawyer at the time, um, yep. yeah, Samuel S. Brody, 
um, didn't like Lupe. Yep. And there's obviously there's a lot of different versions of the legend of the curse that LeVay supposedly put on Jane Mansfield. Uh, or but, on Brody. Well, people... So the, the urban myth version is that LeVay cursed Jane. He didn't. Maybe he, he cursed Brody. I don't think he did. Um, yeah. His version of the story, which actually sounds very likely to me, is that Brody went into his temple without yeah. permission... And was just, like, digging around and, you know, being a douche. And he lit a skull candle. Yep. And LeVay came in and was like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. That candle is reserved for spells of destruction. I don't know what's going to happen to you now. And yep. Brody was like, oh, whatever. Um, and, yep. of course, within a year, Jane and Brody were both killed in a horrible car accident. Yep. And the other thing that, you know, LeVay relates about that is that he was, when he found out about, he was kind of doing some collaging, I guess, and like cutting out pictures from a magazine. And um, then he looked at the other side of what he'd been cutting out, and there was a picture of Jane there, and he had accidentally cut off her head. And then right after he does this, the phone rings, and he hears that, Jane has been killed in a car accident and practically decapitated. Yep. Not actually decapitated. She was really more scalped. Yeah. Um, really sad way for her to go. Yep. And I don't think it was actually LeVay's fault, and certainly not intentionally. Yep. But I also, I really feel like he blamed himself. Yep. And was pretty sad about that. And there was also an interesting and creepy incident. I'm just going to go back for a second. Um, yeah. there was a lot of weird shit that happened in between when the curse supposedly, um, was yeah. activated and when Jane and Sam died. Yeah. And one of the weird things was Jane's child yep. getting mauled by a lion. Yep. Which is like, what are the fucking chances of that? Yep. And it wasn't his It lion. wasn't LeVay's lion. It was even. a different lion. Different lion. So that's, that's fucking weird. Um, but then Jane ended up actually calling... Uh, Anton, when uh, her when her child was, you know, like in the hospital and yeah. looking like they he wasn't going to make it, and um, asking Anton to intervene with Satan on behalf of her child. Yep. And Anton basically did a compassion spell. Yep. And the kid pulled through. So who knows? And this brings us to really kind of the main thing I want to talk about in yeah. this episode. Actually, is Lavey's. Sort of the early Church of Satan. Yeah. And LeVay's magic and LeVay's possible theism slash the theism of people who were involved yeah. in the early Church of Satan. Yep. Because the Church of Satan today really takes the stance that they are a fully atheistic organization. They do not believe in a literal, in devil. A literal devil whatsoever. And that's a very good PR line. <laughs> yep. Um, admitting that you are a devil worshiper is uh, a good way to uh, scare people. Scare people and get some negative attention. Um, when you actually read the Satanic Bible, which came out in '69, and I'm going to talk about that text quite a bit too. It's a little more ambiguous. Yeah. 
Um, and some of the earlier materials of the church are a little more ambiguous on what Satan is and whether he's real. He's real. And um, usually it doesn't sort of... <sighs> it's very rare in Church of Satan materials, slash I've never quite seen this, to have Satan seem like a fully externalized deity. Yeah. There's always some sense that Satan is like an... Force within. A force or an energy, and it's within you, and it's within, within others as well. Yeah. But there's not usually a sense that, like, you can fully be like, okay, I'm here, and, and Satan's over there. Yep. Um, but, you know, whether... LeVay talks about magic as something that relies on self-deception to work. Yeah. And on shutting down the rational brain. But what's weird about that is that he definitely admits that it works. Yeah. He definitely believes that it works. And he sort of has, like, a materialistic take on yeah. magic. But it does at some point become like, well, just because we don't know how it works doesn't mean there isn't a materialistic explanation. Yes. Which, like, okay. Um, I mean, that's kind of what I think, too. Yeah. Well, but... Uh, when you get to be like us... Yeah. That Then just, like, the, the line between the spiritual and the materialistic just totally blurs. Yeah, and, like... Yeah, where... Where, like, what material explanations can be gets a little... Yeah. I mean, eventually, like... Demons become a material explanation. <laughs> <coughs> well, I mean, he's hanging out over there. Yeah, totally. Doing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Satanic Bible is a little ambiguous on, you know, the nature of Satan and how much it's just you and how much it's sort of a, a force or an energy... Um, there definitely were people uh -huh. in the early Church of Satan who were, who were theists. Yep. Um, Michael Aquino, who we've talked about before. Who sucks. He sucks. He's a Nazi. But it's interesting, um, the split between Church of Satan and Temple of Set basically occurs... In um, 1975, mm -hmm. because uh, LeVay has announced that higher degrees of initiation could be given in return for financial contribution. Mm -hmm. And it seems like the schism was over that. Simony. And also, uh, yes, over simony, which is hilarious. <laughs> and also over theism. Yep. Because Aquino goes and forms the theistic Temple of Set. Um, fucking Nazis. Yeah, he is a fucking Nazi. But, um, yeah, also in the, the documentary that I was talking about, Satanus, there's a, a young woman who's a member of the Church of Satan, circa yeah. 1970, who's going like, oh, well, I mean, I really, I hope Satan is real, because otherwise this isn't a religion, it's just kind of a scam, and I hope it's religion, I want to believe in this. Yeah. It was very cute. Um... 
so the like pure atheism that the Church of Satan claims is not that pure. <laughs> Um, and they definitely do magic. Yep. Um, Which and, you can be a complete, you don't have to believe in a god yeah, to believe in magic. It's true. But strict materialist atheists usually don't believe in magic. Yes, this is true. Um. Also, it's interesting how that's sort of, like, his perspective is like a proto-chaos. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it is a little chaos magic-y, actually. It's very chaos magic-y, and I'd be interested to know what kind of influence his thought had on chaos magic. Yes. Because, um, well, actually, honestly, I think I need to read more Crowley to be sure. Uh-huh. But Crowley liked to throw in these kind of materialistic psychodrama yeah. explanations for things. Yes. And I Felt like LeVay was pulling on Crowley a lot when he was talking about yeah. that stuff, but I need to compare the texts to be We really need sure to about read that. more about chaos magic and the history of chaos magic. We need to read more about Crowley. We need to read more about so many fucking things. This week, what I read a lot about was LeVay. Um, <laughs> so, right, I was going to get into the Satanic Bible a little bit more yeah. and what's in it, but I also want to mention, while I'm on this weird, like, how theistic is the Church of Satan, or has it been? Um, it's really, it seems like it's gone back and forth a bit. Mm -hmm. um, I found a document, the authenticity of which cannot be 100% verified, but it looks like it's a document from the 90s era of Church mm -hmm. of Satan, um, probably written by Blanche Barton, who was LeVay's final partner. Yep. Um, Oh, yeah. Side note. Xena's uh, mother, Diane Hegarty, did get a restraining order against LeVay and super palimony at the end of that relationship. So, you know, that's there on the LeVay was probably a bad person yep. side of things. Um, as I was saying, though, this this text um, is called the Grotto Master's Handbook um, from the 90s, probably by Blanche Barton. And it has some really interesting content in it on satanic spirituality. And that segment of the handbook has been cut out of subsequent versions of the handbook. Yep. Um, you, can, you can find the PDF. You can Google it. It's interesting. Um, yes. So, the satanic Bible. What's in it? First of all, what you need to understand is this book was not LeVay's idea. It was... He, he had a publisher approach him. It was Avon Books, I believe. You might be right. That's really funny. <laughs> anyway, so he's offered this book deal, and he's like, oh, yeah, I have, you know, I have some essays and stuff that I've written that I can kind of compile. And so he does that, and then it's not long enough. Yep. So what he does is he... First, he straight up plagiarizes... Yep. Um, <clears throat> ...from this piece called... Might makes right. Uh-huh. Um, and this becomes... He turns it into what he calls the Book of Satan in the Satanic Bible, which is kind of like the prologue. Um, the yeah. Infernal Diatribe. Yep. He also steals a bunch of shit from... What's-her-face? Oh. 
Ayn Rand? Yes. Well, I, see, that's not so much straight up plagiarism. That's just inspiration. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I, I want to talk about Mike Makes Right Sorry. for a second, though. So this this book that he basically just straight up rips off without acknowledging it. Um, it's kind of an of unsure author authorship. Yeah. It's written under a pseudonym. It's been described as everything from egoist anarchist to fascist and white supremacist. Um, it's definitely a text that has a lot of anti-Semitism in it. He didn't put those parts in um, the Satanic Bible. But I think yes. it says a lot that he was pulling from a source that contained that kind of shit. Yep. Um, so yeah, the so-called original content. Mm-hmm. After he... Uh, the original content sandwiched between the plagiarism and the ripoff of Enochian and Keats. Uh, <laughs> he definitely pulls on Ayn Rand and Nietzsche. Um, yep. He, his philosophy, there's good shit and bad shit in the Satanic Bible. Yep. Um, none of it's very interesting or revelatory. Yep. He does have a way of phrasing things that's compelling at times. Yes. It's basically a materialist, um, hedonistic, self-centered philosophy. It has aspects of libertarianism. It has aspects of meritocracy. Yep. Oh, and libertarianism in the Rand sense, not in the sense in every other part of the world. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's, It's right libertarianism. Yeah. Libertarianism, I can speak. Yes. Um, he is surprisingly cool with homosexuality and with kink for 1969. Yep. Especially for, you know, a straight dude writing yeah. 1969. He's pretty goddamn sexist, and if the Satanic Bible is not enough to convince you of that, then read The Satanic Witch. And then be horrified. It's, uh, it's basically Satanic fascinating womanhood. Yep. Um... Which is a lovely Mormon text. Really? It's Mormon? Yeah. That's hilarious. I know it was weirdly Christian, but okay. Um, so yeah, you know, he kind of just talks about how, like, there is no God. Um, you should sort of worship yourself as God. All that fucking Levain stuff. Selfishness is good. Compassion is only for the deserving. Yep. You can totally do the eye for an eye thing if people piss you off enough. I don't totally disagree with most of that. Um, the weird elitism is annoying. Yep. Um, he does say, like, or the Church of... I'm not sure if this is in the Satanic Bible, but what's kind of been expressed by the Church of Satan mostly is, well, we're not racist. We hate everyone equally. Which is... Stupid. Um, <laughs> he also has this part where he uh, says, well, the the Nazis were bad, of course, but I really like the idea of strength through joy, which is just like love. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Ever. Maybe not ever. I do like his take. So the book is kind of divided into these four books: um, mm-hmm. the Book of Satan, which is, as I mentioned, basically just might makes right ripped off. Book of Lucifer, which is kind of the like. His little opinions, his little essays about society and morality and Satanism. Um, the Book of Belial is kind of the best part. Um, 
because it lays out his system of magic. Yep. And it's not bad. It's a very, like, streamlined and elegant way to approach ritual magic. Yeah. Um, I like it. It's not bad. Um, and then the Book of Leviathan has his actual invocations, which are kind of meh. Um, yeah. His his writing style gets real florid as soon as he wants to do an actual invocation. Let me just, like... Oh, my goodness. Come forth, O great spawn of the abyss, and make thy presence manifest. I have set my thoughts upon the blazing pinnacle, which glows with the chosen lust of the moments of increase, and grows fervent in the turgid swell. Send forth the messenger of voluptuous delights, and let these obscene vistas of my dark desires take form in future deeds and doings. A.K.A. My dick, my dick, my well, dick. Well, this oh. is yeah. This is the invocation employed towards the conjuration of lust. But yes, yes. Oh yeah, another thing that annoys me about these invocations is he has this list of the infernal names, and um, there's some shit that really does not belong on here at all. You know, he has like Abaddon and. Apollyon, and Azazel, and Behemoth, and Baphomet, and Beelzebub, you know, demon names, the usual suspects. But then he's also sticking in Loki, um, Coyote, as in the Native American trickster deity. Bost. Bost. um, Kali. Kali, that was the one that really pissed me off for some reason. Satanists really need to just, like, leave Kali alone. Oyama. Pan. Like, Set. Yeah. Shiva. Yep. Could you just not? Yeah, just, 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 like, you know, the diabolical pantheon of Dracula? Like, for fuck's sake. Okay, but that's fine. It is fine. It's fine. It's just goofy as all shit. I was saying it was fun. It's fun. (laughs) But it's goofy as all shit. Yeah. And I mean, do you really want to be like, come forth by these names? Dracula! <laughs> yes. Okay, fine. Sometimes. So well, sad. also it does mean the dragon, and you know how. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. So, at the end of all this more or less original content, he sticks in the Enochian Keys. Or rather, his version of the Enochian. And we'll probably end up having to do a whole episode on John B. at some point. Because um, that'll be fun. Enochian, for those who don't know, is a language that was channeled by uh, this guy Edward Kelly, who was working with John Dee, who was Queen Elizabeth's astrologer, and he was actually quite an eminent scientist, but then he went into the deep end of occultism and just wanted to talk to angels all the time, and eventually the angels were telling him and Edward Kelly to do some wife swapping, and it got really weird. Yep. So, but they channeled this language in Okian, which is supposedly the language of the angels. So that seems like a weird thing for a Satanist to use, and it is. Um, basically, LeVay just decides that, like, he decides that the Enochian keys are definitely meant to be satanic in nature, and that they were incorrectly translated. Yep. Which means he just goes through and replaces God with Satan. Um, yeah. He also cuts out all of the references to numbers yep. that were channeled in these keys because he hates numerology. 
and doesn't want to deal with it. Feels like he can just ignore shit. Um, it, you know, because these keys are addressed to the tyrannical god that we despise, um, I feel like they really just innately don't represent satanic values at all. Yep. Um, most of them and with basically all of them and with um be friendly unto me for I am the same your servant the true worshipper of the highest god yep is what the original is like um LeVay just changes it into be friendly unto me for I am the same the true worshipper of the highest and ineffable king of hell Yep. And it's like, it's total reverse Christ Christianity or reverse weird Christian mm -hmm. occultism. Very lazy. Yep. He stuck this on because even after plagiarizing from Might Makes Right, uh, the book wasn't long enough. Um, actually, the way it's printed is really funny. Yep. Because, like, half of the book yep. is literally just the Enochian keys with each one being printed on its own page and with these blank filler pages, like, in between. Yep. And so, like, you get halfway through the book and you're like, oh, it's going to take forever to finish this. And then you read the Enochian Keys and it takes, like, ten minutes. Yep. Um, it's ridiculous. So total padding. Um, and I also got super irritated because he just went ahead and stuck the phrase strength through joy in the middle of the 18th key again for no goddamn reason, um, in the original translation, yep. what it says there is love. But he's just like, no, let's just replace the word love with some random Nazi propaganda. That seems more satanic to me, because I'm an idiot. Yep. So, Satanic Bible, it's uh, really a mixed bag. I do feel like we all end up having to read it at some point. Um, if only to know, like... You gotta know what's in it. Well, you gotta know what's in it, and also you gotta know what you're accidentally borrowing it from at third hand. That's true, that's true. Oh yeah, another thing about uh, the Enochian keys and what he did to them. Um, so he decided that the angels mentioned in the keys are more properly translated as angles. Yep. And there are nine aeons spoken of in the Enochian keys. Which are represented by nine angels, or as LeVay would have it, nine angles. So now we know where a certain fucking neo-Nazi Satanist group got their name, probably. And fuck those guys. And fuck those guys. So, yeah, I mean, but this is the kind of thing, like, when you read this book, you realize how much influence it's had on all manner of shit. Yep. It gets everywhere. It really does get everywhere. Cool. Um... I don't know. I think I've said pretty much everything I wanted to say about LeVay. You know, he was he was a fucking weirdo. Fucking weirdo. Had he a lion. Had a lion. Kind had of douche. Terrible weird, women. Terrible women. Not a very good dad. You know, he's raising his kids, sort of letting them run amok in this, like, Adam's family looking house oh, with a lion. Stuck the lion in the crib. Oh, yeah, that wasn't a good idea. Yeah, don't put lions in your children's cribs. Yeah. Guys, we yeah. would really ask you to just not. Yeah. It, it wasn't a good idea. Please don't do that. Also, if you keep a lion, it will roar, and lion's roars are really loud, and it will really piss off your neighbors. 
Well, I mean, the other thing that, okay, so kind of the reason why the lion was eventually actually donated to the zoo yeah. was because LeVay let one of his friends bring a panther over to his house, and the lion got really upset and jealous because it could smell the panther, and went on, like, a rampage and started, like, tearing up a bunch of pipes. So, also, if you have a lion, maybe don't let your friends bring over a panther. So, you know, don't mix your big cats. No, don't. They they will get mad. Yeah. Um, don't put lions or panthers in your children's cribs. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be a fucking Nazi. Yeah. And don't, like, happily quote fucking Nazis like it's a good thing ever. Yep. Um, and, you know, if you look like Anton LaVey, you probably look better with hair. Yeah. I thought that he looked, I had this, I was like, well, maybe the shaved head goatee thing was, like, as good as he was ever going to look. But no. But he did look better with hair. Yeah. He looked better with hair. Yeah. So, if cool. you, if you look like Anton LaVey, don't shave your head. Basically. Whew. Um, do we have a... A backwards satanic message? Yes, I do have one. All right. <laughs> You're really like if if you fucking go ahead and reverse reverse the... that to find out what it yeah probably yeah. worth it yeah do it <laughs> although it's not exactly a revelation yeah especially if you read the Satanic Witch oh yeah that that book's gross that's that's a book we can do a whole episode on yeah that's not <laughs> um. On that note. Note, this has been, um... Speak of Devil. Yep. Uh, the official podcast of the First Church of the Morning Star. Contact us at... Speakofdevil666 at gmail.com. It's not Speak of the Devil podcast? You're right. It's Speak of the Devil podcast 666 at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, on our Facebook at Speak of the Devil... Is it Speak of the Devil Satanic Podcast or Speak of the Devil Podcast? I think it's Speak of the Devil Satanic Podcast. Because there's that other yeah. podcast. Yeah. Um, you can review us on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever. We would really appreciate it. Also, do send us photos of snakes. We have a Facebook group. We have a Twitter at Speak of the Dev, which I need to update more. Um, and we're doing exciting satanic things. Yeah. You can also look for... Uh, Morningstar Congregation on Facebook. Yep. Add us there. Add us there. We're super friendly. Um, and hail Satan. Hail Satan.